We have a very special episode of the Fart Fetish Podcast today because we actually have a guest. This person heard the podcast and reached out to me on FetLife. We exchanged some messages and, and now we have him here. Uh, Damien, who also goes by FartBro on Twitter and FetLife. Uh, welcome, Damien. Thank, thank you very much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to talking about this with you. Yeah, yeah, same here. I, 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 you know, I'm ecstatic to actually have have a guest. Why don't Why don't we start with uh, like like let us let us get to know you. Like what what generally you're into? How 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 are you in this fetish? I suppose. And so uh, for this particular fetish, I have for both men and women. Actually, it's more intense with men actually due to the way that it developed. And it's always just felt more natural with, with men because guys just do this in front of each other and we have fun with it. And it's kind of just part of the guy culture. It's about growing out in a sense and kind of just being gross together. One of my favorite things that I used to like to see videos of is um, guys lighting their farts on fire. I thought that was the most hilarious thing. And I thought it was like the most masculine thing that guys can do together. But these situations can't be forced. So, you know, it's kind of evolved in a sense where behind closed doors during a session, it becomes more about the fart itself and the farting itself rather than about the situation uh, because that can't be forced. So in my particular case, I'm usually more of the farter. So the, the guy that's actually doing the farting and I like sharing my skill. It's something that I'm proud of. I got it from my dad. And knowing that someone appreciates it and likes it and doesn't just find it gross is, is a real thrill to me. I suppose it's sort of a rebellion from being teased by boys. Um, here I'm doing something kind of really macho to another guy. I'm not really into the dom aspect of this, but this does get to me a little bit. And more recently, I've gotten more into the sniffer role. You know, I do like the smell of farts and in some weird way. It's kind of like reliving previous trauma from bowling. So it kind of goes both ways. But I tend to only do that in a switch setting. So it's a mutual, you know, it's either me doing the farting or it's I do a little bit and then he does a little bit or something. For me, it's it's about the vulnerability. You know, the thing that always comes into my mind is that women call us pigs <laughs> when we fart in front of them. And so it, it's there's a little bit of vulnerability there and a slight embarrassment. And it's 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 a... I don't like using the word intimacy, but it's probably the best word to use here. It's it's that intimacy between like guy friends, or in this case, you know, two you guys, guys that happen to share the same interest. Um, that really makes it fun. It's not the ideal situation because ideally, I really like just the the guys hanging out kind of thing. And so my my option there is either just get off to videos of it or um, do the flutter sniffer thing. So it is what it is. On the women's side, though, it's more about the taboo. There's less psychology around it. It's just it's not something that we typically find all that much. So it's something that, that really gets me going. And I've never done this with a woman. I have with a man. But it's something that I would really, really want to do. I think I would really, really enjoy it with a woman as well. But the experiences I can imagine are, are completely different. Additionally, you know, my own farts really turn me on pretty frequently as well. So it's not just other people's. In addition to this, I, I've also developed some other related kinks and fetishes. You know, like we talked, like you talked about on a previous podcast, not everybody that's into this fetish is into scat. I'm not either, but I have gotten into some things that kind of fall out of this fetish, like being into skidded underwear. The joke about my friends and I uh, is that I'm going to shit my pants if I don't stop farting. So I kind of did get into pants pooping. I decided to try it and really liked it. I like seeing other people do it. I like doing it with other people. And another strange one in that list is body inflation. So if you can picture the, the blueberry scene from Willy Wonka, there's a lot of guys who are into that. I'm sort of into that kind of thing, but you can imagine in my case, uh, the person's filling up with their own gas. Um, so, so those are kind of the things that I'm interested in and kind of how I'm interested in this fetish. Very interesting. Like I, you, I, 
I, I have a very, I, I even even listening to you, I have a very vanilla approach to this fetish because that that's that's quite a broad, a broad interest in just this fetish as well. Uh, that must be very uh, freeing in a way to to have a lot of different ways to enjoy it. That actually it, it brings me to one of one of my uh, questions I had for later. But you you mentioned making farts uh, an arousal in in one of your messages as a way to kind of keep the your your early interest in it. And I'll go back to that. But what what do you mean by that? What 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 did that? What did what does that look like? Or what did, what was that? What why? How did you make that connection to I'm going to make this an arousal. And so this was really uh, a hypothesis I had. I've been doing a lot of introspection about this. We'll probably talk about this uh, later on, but I had to do a lot of introspection about you know where I got this, why I have it, and what it really means for myself. And one of the hypotheses I came to was that I really enjoyed the humor, the boyish humor around farting when I was younger. And I think a lot of men who liked it when they were kids still probably like it now. But the opportunity to have horseplay with it like eight-year-old boys would do or something uh, really decreases as we get older it just isn't really an acceptable part of being an adult anymore though some of it still does go on i actually missed out on a lot of his horseplay in, in my opinion i was always a very sensitive kid who didn't really fit a lot of uh, male stereotypes per se because i was so sensitive so because of that i kind of uh, long for those days and kind of wish stuff would have gone differently in that regard so i think what i did was in order to relive those days my brain kind of turned it into a turn on rather than trying to relive being eight years old which just isn't possible and would be quite creepy so my brain kind of just sparked this turn on and that was just one hypothesis i had for this you know for example i mentioned that for a lot of men this behavior doesn't go away my dad still watches fart pranks all day long on youtube i mean it's very <laughs> it's, it's it's very obvious that this um at least this humor runs in the family so usually therapists say that a fetish starts as some form of due to some form of trauma combined with attraction. And for me, it was really just boyish humor combined with a mild embarrassment, which I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to talk about that in a bit. But that combination, I think, is what really sparked this rather than so much humor and, you know, wanting to be younger again. I, I don't that could be it. But I think it's, it's more so my upbringing that contributed to it more. And um, other people say that fetishes form due to a form of deprivation of, of some kind of general need. And I think mine was probably that because of the teasing and everything, I kind of lacked that, that, that boyish male connection that I think has affected a lot of my behavior, not even, you know, not even just fetishes, but other things as well. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, f I feel like you talked about it a little bit uh, in, in your intro introduction, but what, what, would you, what would you say is like a, a fantasy scenario for you? I guess whether it be in the, uh, in the, in the gay space or in the, in the, in the, with women, I guess. Because of how this is all panned out, really what what gets me off is the fantasy. It's not even so much uh, the reality. The reality is fun, but um, I can't really create the fantasy in real life. It's all in my head, and, and you know people often say that the brain is the best sex organ, um, and that's basically you know kind of kind of where we are with this as well. With men, it, it's my ideal situation would be like if you get just a bunch of guys, you know, preferably would be uh, you know masculine jock types or fret types. Or even just a broad spectrum. I mean, every you know, real fart men mostly love it, and maybe 
maybe not mostly, but you know, we're, we're out there. Um, people usually find it very humorous on the male side. We would all get together and um, basically have a formal farting contest or some kind of, a, or even a formal Olympic event where it's just a bunch of us um, eating a bunch of stuff that's going to give us all a ton of gas. And we just sit around and have a contest and have some people dedicated to, to judging the farts on a variety of uh, criteria. It sounds, probably sounds ridiculous. It could never happen, but it's uh, definitely something that I, I wish could happen. And it probably, it probably could have happened as a little kid. Um, I know some of my friends were, were really into the humor in, in that regard. With women, think, thinking about it more, I think I actually get more into the degradation part, actually. There's a couple of things that I would like here. One, which I don't think will ever happen, is if a woman actually liked the smell of my farts and stiffed them and kind of worshipped my ass, but I don't think that would ever happen. But I also have fantasies of uh, a woman basically humiliating me in front of others due to having this major gas problem or because I'm turned on by this. I really am into that humiliation part as well, I've come to find. And it kind of goes back to the men are pigs aspect. I mean, women are always... I don't want to stereotype. Most women are always getting on their boyfriends or husbands' cases for farting so much. So it, it would kind of be a turn on to me to be humiliated for that. I even had a recent fantasy just last night, which actually doesn't happen that often in my sleep. But I had this dream that I had this girlfriend who was obsessed with this ex-boyfriend that she had that she just couldn't get rid of. And they kept hanging out and I felt threatened, of course. And I basically gave her an ultimatum in this dream and, you know, and said that it's either me or it's him. And as a result, she challenges us and tells us that we both have to have a farting contest and whoever wins gets to stay with her. Totally silly, ridiculous dream, uh, but I wanted to share that because it literally just happened to, uh, last night. That's great. No, that that's great. I, like, I, you're you're really opening my mind because because and that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I, you know, I've I've only been in the the you know cruel femdom whatever space. I mean, I've seen a couple other um, other fantasies in that in that world, but I haven't been exposed to the same niches that you have. So, so that's what really inspired me to want to have this conversation. And there's a lot of aspects to this. And I think you're going to find doing this podcast that there's a ton of different interests in the, this area. And it spans the entire orientation spectrum. It's a very interesting thing that I hope we get to talk about more as a community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I do want to get back. I, I want to talk more about community as well, but I, I want to stay on you for a little bit. Do you, do you have any idea like, you know, when and, and why the, the fantasy started for you, the origins, or at least your, your idea of them? And most of the people that I know of, uh, especially men that have this, I actually know it's, well, yes, yeah, mostly men, but some are straight and some are gay, but both tend to get the, the fetish in the same way. It tends to, to be that a girl or a boy that they found attractive farted on them or near them, and they liked it. And this happened usually when they were very young. I actually had that happen a few times with girls and boys, and it, it didn't really do anything for me. I actually got it from a completely different area. Uh, which, in my opinion, I, I found kind of interesting, and I, I do know, but there's other people who have a similar story. So I've actually had these feelings since I was probably about five, and I always just considered it a little innocent schoolboy thing or, you know, an immature boy thing. And it wasn't probably until my mid-20s when I started thinking about this more, thinking about it that it could be just, just more than that. Growing up, my dad was the undisputed king of farting. I mean, nobody could beat him. Um, everybody knew his skill. Everybody had a story about his farts. Uh, and sometimes it seemed that that's all that they knew about him, which is kind of weird because we're, we're very multidimensional people and, you know, there's very aspects to us and our personalities. But it seemed like people were fixated on this one thing because it was that severe. And it was quite sadistic about it. I mean, farting on me, farting on other people um, near them, the pull my finger, all that kind of stuff. It was a constant topic of discussion. And even every greeting card he received had a joke in it. Our house constantly stunk growing up. 
And I found it hilarious. I mean, I really enjoyed the humor um, behind it. And to be honest, I kind of admired him for it too, as I'm sure most sons do in this situation. But one thing that's odd about me is that I've always been a very embarrassed, ashamed kid. I don't know why. I suppose it's a sensitivity, but everything embarrassed me. Like, I just didn't feel, I felt like I was some kind of special person or that we were a special family and that what we did in our family was totally different than what other people did. And, you know, farting is something that's usually very private. And here it is on full display. And that whole thing just made me very feel very weird. It felt like the whole world knew about this, knew about this little secret. And whenever we would joke or talk about this, it just made me feel very weird. It wasn't what I was seeing on television about families, you know, but getting older, you know, we're talking maybe 10 to 12, somewhere in that area. I used to visit my dad at work all the time, and he was a public service worker. So you could think military or firefighter or, or police officer. And so he worked around all men. And the humor started to get very, very grotesque. I think because I wasn't a little kid anymore, they, they, you know, they thought they could joke with me, and they absolutely could. I got very grotesque and very dark, and it was almost like an admiration and the same weird feeling came back. I kind of felt exposed because sometimes they would make comments like they felt bad for my mom and I. It, that did something to me. So this kind of shifted from that. And this is probably around age 10 now. And I remember getting our first computer. We had a CD-ROM. And I remember uh, masturbating to an encyclopedia article about, it was titled Intestinal Gas. I mean, it was academic. It had nothing to do with a person. It was just very academic. There was also a site at the time called farts.com, which people uploaded audio samples to. There was also an awesome story section that got updated once a month that I used to, you know, look forward to reading the new stories each month. And there would be like 100 or 200 stories each month. And I used to picture myself in these situations, typically being the one doing the farting or, or even just witnessing it. So still kind of boyish type humor. But then YouTube came around and another site called College Humor Raw. So College Humor is a college, well, College Humor site, obviously. But they had a service where anybody could upload videos to the service. And some of them would be selected to be included on the College Humor website. Now, some of these videos were very raunchy or very funny. And farting was very, very common in them. So I started watching all of these videos and watching guys kind of fart or kind of a, a bond over this humor. And they would even post them, themselves farting on in a video onto YouTube and these other sites. What was sad about this, though, is that some of the guys got scared off. And when we talk about community, I want to talk a little bit about this. They started to get really uncomfortable comments. They were doing this for humor, not for as a kink. And so they got scared off and left. And we lost a lot of good content because of that. YouTube also shut down a lot of channels because it violated their terms of service. So probably around my mid-20s, um, I started having meets because at this point, there was really no other outlet. I mean, there were some porn sites like thisvid.com, but that really didn't get at the heart of what my interest was. So I ended up starting to meet with people, usually as the farter, and eventually, probably a few years ago, it started to become mutual. There was also a, an awesome site that I think really changed the community. It was called Male Ass Rippers, and I think it shut down probably eight or 10 years ago at this point. And it was a community site for people that like farts, whether it was humor or as a kink or fetish. That was also something that, that I was heavily involved in. So it was, it was an evolution to get to this point. But basically it came from, it didn't really come from an attraction to anybody. It just came from being immersed in this humor and kind of the embarrassment that came along with it. That's a, I mean, that's quite an experience. I was, I was thinking the the experience you you explain uh, you uh, describe with with your dad from the outside it almost sounds like your one of your fantasies in that way of the uh, you know getting all the guys together or the fact that everybody in in you you mentioned in town or all the cards that you'd get would have fart humor it almost feels like a an, uh, surreal experience like living like living inside a story yes. <laughs> 
It was very surreal. Um, it was a very interesting, extreme. I think there's a lot of sons, a lot of uh, boys that go through this as well, but don't pick up this kink. And I, I think it was it was just mainly because of the the slight embarrassment that I had. So therapists seem to believe that that's what I, you know, I don't think trauma is the right word, but the brain may interpret it as trauma, and it becomes kind of a kink or a fetish in, in that sense. But absolutely, you know, I wanted to reproduce this with my friends and with me being the gassy one. And I did actually develop uh, my own reputation in, in that area as well, just not nearly as epic as him. For sure. Do you, do you consider your, your like, uh, fart fetish as part of your, your sexual orientation or part of your sexuality? Is it, is it like intertwined in that way? Yeah, this is something that I've really struggled with over the past couple of years. Um, sexuality, yes, because that's a very generic term. Orientation, though, is is a tough one for me. You know, if you look at my Twitter profile, I, I say anything from straight to heteroflexible to bi-curious to bi or straightish bi. I think my, my preferred label is heteroflexible at this point. It could change. It's just I've always loved women. I think about them all the time. I love having sex with them. I've had relationships with them, although none of them knew about the fetish, sadly. But I can't escape the fact that men are the targets of this fetish. Women are as well, but it's more intense with men. But even in person, when I've met with a guy into this, I've never desired anything more than just this type of play. I've never wanted sex with a guy. I've, I've had It's been offered to me multiple times. I've had to shut down a lot of meets over IM or on apps because I did not want it to go further than that. And I just have no romantic feelings towards men either, aside from friendship. But I am open-minded, and I just don't think it would ever happen, though. But the orientation itself isn't too much of a big deal to me. I, I like what I like. What is really challenging, though, is I do want to have a long-term relationship with a woman. And it gives me a lot of anxiety thinking of having to discuss this with her. So one, discussing the fetish in general, will she be into it? Will she not? If she is into it, will that be enough? It may, may be, it may not be. And if, if it's not, if it's not enough, what does she think about me playing with the guy into it? So it's a double whammy. She might get freaked out about the fetish itself, but then also think that I'm gay. So that's a problem to me. But and the fear of rejection has really caused me to avoid long-term relationships for quite a while now, for a few years, because of this whole thing. And I'm trying to figure it out and just be open. <laughs> And what comes, comes. But what I do know is uh, I've discovered some interesting things about orientation in this space. I have several friends on this vid who identify as straight, but like my videos. I have a couple of followers on Twitter that do as well. And some therapists even say that fetishes and sex acts alone don't define orientation. To me, it's more about the fart and the attitude that I'm attracted to uh, rather than the guy. And there's a survey that I'll point you to and point your listeners to about the community. The person who ran the survey, and I, I looked at the results, 8% of the men that were into seeing guys farting were identified as straight. So that kind of blew my mind. And I think this is way more common than we think, because a lot of boys grew up the same way that I did, but are embarrassed and just won't explore it or won't admit it. One example is right now on TikTok, there's a lot of men, and, I, and they're not even frat guys or young boys. They're middle-aged men that are posting videos of, of themselves farting. It's hilarious, but it's a public site. And I don't want to judge, but it's so common and it's funny that I can't help but wonder if they're getting some kind of pleasure out of it. Some of the proof I have is that some of these guys follow me back and on my profile, I'm pretty open about what I'm into. But I hope that someday the community is welcoming enough to them and to really anybody who's interested in this, regardless of their orientation, can join the community and partake. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. I haven't seen m- much crossover. Like, like I'm, I'm in my own, I guess, hetero, you know, fart fetish bubble that uh, I haven't, you know, I've seen, uh, I've come across videos in the past of, of males farting. And, you know, occasionally there's there's some art posted as well. But for the most part, it, it seems pretty separated. And I, I think that's kind of unfortunate because... I mean, the fetish is already so fractu- fractured anyways. It's so it's so niche, so underground. It's it's kind of, it feels like taboo doesn't even fit it because that doesn't seem like it's, it means enough for how, how embarrassing this, this fetish could be for, for people who are, are exposed. But that actually brings me to, to uh, a question. Does anyone know about your fetish or, or have you ever been like, caught in in some kind of act of fetish pleasure or 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 even doing the fetish yeah that's a good question within the community uh, i've shared my photo and a few people who i've met in person know my name and and they know more information about me because i've met with them in my personal life i do think there are some suspicions there's two cases that i can think of off the top of my head one was one time i got caught watching videos on youtube I thought I had my headphones in i was out with my parents this is probably 10 years ago or, or when i was still in college and the audio was on and they heard it. And I remember I got really embarrassed. And I remember my dad um, just, just looked at me. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he said something like, it doesn't harm anyone. Who, who cares? You like it? Who cares? Um, I don't know if he knows the depth of this, <laughs> but uh, you know, he said, who cares? My mom, on the other hand, who, my, my mom, who has always been very sarcastic, raised her voice and said, I knew it. All of those years of your antics or something like that gave him a fart fetish. Now she was joking, and I sometimes wonder if she, if she was really joking or not. It never came up again. Your parent, your parents seem very astute, though. I will say they they seem very on the ball because that was that was great respect and and uh, understanding from your dad and uh, and yeah, quite on the on the nose from your mom. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm actually wondering about a few other things. I lived with them for a while during the pandemic, and I had to do things late at night so I wouldn't get caught and. I think I got away with it, but there was a second case that was, that was a little more severe, a little more, um, it could have been bad. One of my best guy friends, who's like a brother to me, um, we're both pretty gross around each other. I mean, we're like brothers. We, we went on this five hour drive to go skiing and I don't know what the hell we both ate, but both of us were just drilling farts in the seat cushions. And it was like a gas chamber in my truck. And especially him, he just couldn't stop. When he arrived at my condo, and I'm still a little embarrassed to say this, I actually walked over to the passenger side and stuck my face into the cushion. I took a deep whiff. He was nowhere to be found, but all of a sudden he was there. So it's kind of a joke when somebody farts, somebody always shows up. Well, uh, here I'm trying to sniff it and he shows up, busted. He has this humorous look on, of disbelief on his face and he's shaking his head at me and just said in a stern voice, you sick fuck. So, so red in the face and so scared. I don't even think I said anything or responded. He never brought it up again. And, you know, we still went on, you know, still farts in front of me and everything. But I'm really surprised that he never made a wisecrack um, on the way back when we were both, you know, farting again. So that was really funny. And I don't know if he knows or not. You know, I don't know if he has curiosity or something, but um, it was a very interesting experience. It was not the the uh, response that I was expecting. Sure, sure. Well, I, I mean, I, it's good. It's good that he didn't just like, you know, I think the expectation for many people is just like, it's over. Like if, if someone finds out no one, they're not going to like me anymore. They're going to cut me out of their life. Anyone that would do that, I don't think is is a is a good friend of yours. There there are probably already signs. I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone, but like it's there's probably already signs of of a of a 
uh, a negative or, or an un, un, uh, even friendship. And, you know, finding out the fetish is just like, ah, that's the final straw there. They're no longer going to be there in a way that they weren't going to be there if any kind of adversity struck. And, and what, I, what I expected, what I expected knowing, knowing him so well, I expected him to kind of get really quiet, like say what he said. And then like we wouldn't talk for a couple of days just out of embarrassment and then things would go back to normal. I was really surprised that it did not even phase him. Yeah, that's great. That's that's a that's a great anecdote to to see because I think that is a much better uh, hope for for what people will experience if someone finds out or if you know they actually want to just tell someone too, someone special to them, a friend, whatever. I think we covered the the fart humor. Can you tell me? Well, I guess it's kind of obvious, but maybe I'd like to hear it from you. You uh, we talked about the fart humor, but you mentioned that you linked it with masculinity. Can you can you talk about like how does how does that look like for you? Because I feel like I know the obvious answer, but what does that look like for you? Yeah, so I'm trying to add something new here. So I, I mentioned that I always had a level of embarrassment towards this and was a sensitive kid. You know, I played with boy toys and all of that kind of stuff. But for some reason, the, the other boys just picked on me mercilessly. As I got older, kind of seeing this whole thing play out with, with my dad and everything, these guys almost had an admiration for him. And it, it was sort of a positive reinforcement of this behavior. Here I'm a little bit, I find it funny, but I'm a little bit embarrassed by it. And these guys are just totally going with it, like total positive reinforcement. So it just clicked in my head at that point. It was such an, an opposite thing in my head that they were celebrating something guys do in front of each other. But, but that gave me a little bit of embarrassment. And I think, I just think that that opposite polarity really did something to me in my head. I mean, I'm very masculine now. Um, I have very masculine interests. But um, you know, back then, it was just a little different. I had, I had to grow into it, I guess. For sure. I don't, I don't think you mentioned, uh, and, and perhaps you don't know, do you know why embarrassment was your reaction to, to farting? Uh, or why that was kind of your, you know, you grew up in a house that, that had farts uh, rather freely. And yet you, like myself, actually, it developed uh, uh, an idea of embarrassment. Do you, do you have any like thoughts behind that? So farting a safe wasn't embarrassing. It was having other people know this kind of secret. Oh, I see. And I don't know why I was so embarrassed. You know, that's, that's probably a topic that I really should discuss with somebody because it's kind of followed me through my life. I'm embarrassed of everything. And it turns out that I have habits and thoughts and stuff that are completely normal that I wish I would have known what they were normal <laughs> when I was much younger. I have probably a little more self-confidence and whatnot. But I have no idea why I was so embarrassed about everything. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I have a similar, similar reaction. Like, like my, my family was, was kind of more, it was more not, not like a celebration or enjoyment of farting, but just like a, um, a freeness. Like, uh, my dad's Indian and, uh, Indian food is, is uh, notorious for, for creating gas. So yeah, he, he's really not, he's not, I wouldn't say he's he's celebrating or trying to be like um, boisterous or anything. It's just for him. It's just like you know, I, I my body needs to fart and I'm going to fart now. So that that's like that's my best thought on on origins for myself. But yeah, for for me, it was just like this is. I guess I guess because I had the fetish, it was like this is I'm embarrassed by this. Like I felt I guess I, fe I you feel seen. Like oh, the, now they know. Like if I react in a certain way, they're gonna realize I have this fetish. Which is probably not true, but that's the feeling anyways. And I'm always amazed when I talk to other people that have this fetish, whether it's straight or, or gay or bisexual or whatever, and how few people actually grew up this way. 
I do know some people who grew up this way. I've even talked to some people who said that they have this kink and it overshadows basically the rest of their sexuality. But getting back on topic, it's amazing to me how many people actually didn't grow up in this. I just wonder, like, I don't know how on earth somebody forms this fetish without growing up that way. It's true. It's true. I, I, I have heard people have shared anecdotes like that of, of like, you know, I, I saw it in porn and this and that. It's just like, but like, how did all that come about? Like, how did, how did any of that come about? But, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it, it is interesting people's path to this fetish for sure, because it is such an interesting um, kink. I think if I had a theory, I think part of it is um, cartoons of like the 90s, which featured a lot of fart humor. Yeah, I grew up in the late 80s, well, depends on what ages we're talking about, but late 80s, uh, early to mid 90s. And it was so it wasn't so much the cartoons for me, it was actually actual real life humor. You know, Nutty Professor, uh, Dennis the Menace, oh gosh, what other, there's lots, lots, tons of movies, Jack, um, that had scenes like this. I love them all. The cartoons, I think, actually came a little bit later. Boy, I didn't watch them, but it was very, very heavily pushed in uh, children's stuff in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't, I don't know what that was about and, and, and why it's kind of gone away, you know? And I mean, for good or bad, but I guess maybe humor's evolved. But yeah, it was a weird time, for sure. Do, do, you, any, do you have anything that would you say it needs to be connected to your, your fart fetish for enjoyment? Anything like, like that, that must be present? For, for a woman, no. I'll take what I can get because it's such a, a rare thing. You know, maybe once I'm in a relationship, it'll be easier, I hope. But with men, it, it's a strong preference uh, for masculine type guys that have to enjoy this. I'm not into, you know, I, I sometimes get hit up on the uh, dating apps or the hookup apps, whatever you want to call them. I'm very clear about what I'm looking for and that I'm only looking for that, that I don't want anything above that. But I sometimes get hit up by people that are just in, that are into more extreme things and they want to try this or they think they can get into it. I'm really not into that. They have to be into this specifically. There's a very specific thing that, I, that I'm looking for here. If I'm the farter, it's not, it's not very critical what else is connected to it. But if we do switch roles, so, so when I'm basically the one sniffing, the guy has to be at least as masculine as me. If I'm the, the guy farting, I don't care. Uh, as long as it's a dude or a woman, I don't care. Or, you know, trans, whoever. I do tend to prefer like wearing underwear, like briefs, uh, tidy whities boxer briefs, or, or uh, like comp compression shorts. Athletic gear could also be cool. I've never tried it, but I would like to. I do have this one little thing that I guess we'll call it a kink within a kink. I, I've always liked seeing guys like their farts. I do it all the time myself. It's hilarious. It's, it's hot. When I find out that a guy hasn't done it, I feel like it's one of those things that every man should do at least once. I will ask the guy if he will do it for me. Some say yes, some say no. But uh, it's the one little thing that people may know about me. In either case, though, whether it's a man or a woman, they have to find the humor in it. Some people don't find it humorous. They find it disgusting, but we'll do it anyway. It has to be humor there. For sure. For sure. I, I definitely, I, I, I'm with you on the, the attitude needing to be right. Because uh, especially in, in content creation, you see a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to diminish people's effort, but you see a lot of half-hearted attempts, especially when people are trying to be dominating. Either they'll like repeat themselves or, or it'll just feel very scripted in a way that's just not organic. And it's just like, I, I you know, maybe people enjoy this, but I, I, I could never get into something that feels so forced or, or, or inorganic or just like, yeah, you don't, you don't want to be here. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and you mentioned liking, uh, when being the sniffer, you like underwear or, or clothed. Uh, what, what is it about that that you, you prefer? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, that that requires some thought on my part. To me, it's more realistic. I got into this whole thing due to male banter, uh, not due to bodies or sex. So if somebody's at least wearing underwear, it reminds me, or pants, although I don't prefer pants, I prefer underwear. It reminds me more of the original banter, as guys are usually wearing at least underwear when they're doing this. Also, it I think it over-sexualizes it to not wear underwear, at least on my end being a sniffer, even as the farter it does as well. Some guys have tried to push the boundaries by doing other things down there, and I feel wearing underwear, you have a barrier, and it just feels safer. I mean, I'm starting to open up, though, to allow a rim job. I mean, that's no real harm in that, and so many guys want to do it. You know, if, if it's going to make it easier, then so be it. But as a sniffer, the, the smell tends to be held in a bit more, which is more enjoyable. And there's a big practical uh, aspect of this, too, which you could probably think of. I don't have to worry about the dude shitting on my face. Or if it's a woman, too, if, if I ever get to experience that. I don't have to worry about that. You know, if he accidentally shuts or shits um, while I'm sniffing, that would be probably be hot. But keep it in the underwear. Don't get it on my face. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that was actually, yeah, I... I... Kind of figured the uh, you know more absorbent and and, and you know lingering uh, scent aspect of of clothes, but I, I did not think of the actual like the scenario of being more realistic. But that's very true. It it does definitely play into kind of what you talk about a lot, which is uh, like the college, the the bros hanging out aspect that that uh, seems to attract you. Definitely. We talked a bit about the sense of community in in the in the gay community. The gay niche of of fart fetish might be stronger than than I think the the heterosexual or, or what have you. Um, the other the other side. Why uh, do you have do you have any ideas of why that me about why that might be? Yeah. So let's take um, social media sites like Twitter and Reddit out of the equation just for a moment because I think they actually handle this pretty well. But on a lot of other forums, so let's say Gassy Erotica, which is one that that researcher Mark Griffiths looked at. You have a bunch of dudes basically talking about the women and the models and their farts and what they look like and everything like that. But the women stay out of the conversation typically. So the most important voice in the conversation is completely missing. And the men don't really talk to each other. And I feel like they don't do that because they feel that that might be seen as gay. Now, I've actually seen a lot of homophobia on that forum. There's a lot of bisexual men that are on that forum that like women too. And they get attacked mercilessly on that forum. So I think there's a very strong homophobia component to some parts of the community where men just feel like they can't talk to each other about this stuff uh, in a community type scenario. Now, if the women participated, I think it would actually improve the situation a lot because then at least it's a two-way street. But I think there's a lot of other differences. In our, in our society, farting is pretty gendered. I mean, it's more acceptable for guys to do it, even though we all need to. And some of them find it hilarious and love it too. So two men talking about this is, is a no-brainer. Hookup culture is also a lot more common between men and men than between men and women. So it's easier to explore the fetish without being in a relationship. So there's more community knowledge, I think, that we all gain from these experiences. And I think a big one is that a lot of people in the LGBT community have already faced a lot of prejudices for being who they are and have been ostracized and made to feel weird. And so even as allies, we've seen it. So a fart fetish is also going to be seen as weird. And they've already been through this. So I think that it kind of makes at least uh, gay and bisexual men, more open to trying this outside of a relationship and more open to talking about it. Because, you know, once you've dealt with a lot of the homophobia stuff, you know, I don't want to paint with too broad of a strokes. It becomes easier, I think, in some ways. It still is difficult for a lot of men to talk about, though, even in those um, spaces. There's lots of discussion about mental health in the community as well, which I think is really important that you don't see on the straight side or that I haven't seen on the straight side as much. We all struggle with this in some way, whether it's sexuality or the fetish itself. 
and it's just important to talk about this stuff. And I know I noticed that the men seem to talk, the men for men, I'll call it, tend to talk more about this type of stuff. And then I mentioned basically on the straight side that there's an aversion of men talking to each other because I think it might make them look a certain way. So I think there is a very big difference, and I think there's very clear reasons why. It's, it's sort of a toxic masculinity thing, I think. Yeah, I think that is the unfortunate thing. Not, not even probably within the fetish, maybe, you know, all sexuality, you know, worldwide, uh, it's homophobia is still a huge problem. The, 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 the idea of not wanting to, you know, appear gay, I, I would definitely agree, is, is probably people's biggest hurdle in terms of like, well, we can't, if we, if we talk about this, it's going to be, you know, it's either weird or whatever. It's weird to sit around and talk to a bunch of dudes about sexuality, but it shouldn't be, you know, that, that's the perception. But just like men need, as you, as you touched on, men need mental health as well, you know, may, maybe most of all, you know, because they're not the topic of the moment. So there's less people looking out for their mental health. So, so they need to seek out their own, whether it be friends, um, trusted sources, teachers, whoever, whoever's around them that they can, they can reach out and trust. And I think that's unfortunate that there's this whole like no homo attitude in the fetish community where it just becomes people like, like, I, like I've uh, ranted about, people just sharing content and, and asking each other, you know, have you, have you read this story or what have you? And I've, you know, I've talked to people and I've had conversations, but most of it tends to gravitate around either, you know, finding an obscure story or some kind of video content sharing. There's not a lot of diverse conversation in, in like, like you say, even Gassy Erotica. And I could be wrong. I, I, don't, I don't spend a lot of time on there, but most of the threads I see are about some kind of content sharing uh, or, or model like, there's a new model out, you know, what do we think? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and it's, it's really unfortunate. It makes... It makes that whole side of this fetish very, very boring in a way, even though I love it. It just feels so one-dimensional. Of course, if I found a partner that was willing to do that with me, it would, it would probably change the, my whole view on that. But, you know, the community is kind of the entry point to it, I think. And it definitely feels more fun on the, the male side than on the, the female side right now. And another thing is that there's been a whole lot of erasure. You know, it's impossible to find uh, lesbian videos there are a couple out there but it's very difficult to find and it's almost unheard of to have male on female videos i love that too you know that's one of my fantasies but it's very very difficult to find and i really hope that that changes but with society the way it is who knows <laughs> we'll see absolutely absolutely well I'm, I'm thankful that like i have seen some male on on female art some some artists have done that kind of uh work usually i want to say also furry the one I, the example i can think of but that is getting more more prevalent I, I and i think that is the great thing i mean that's why i started making content i read stories by other people and i'm like this is good but i i feel like i can bring another perspective or more of this because I, I, when I was starting, I felt like domination content was very um, not as prevalent, uh, especially in writing. There was a few writers. One one writer I liked in particular, uh, Billy Zen, who who in English wasn't his first language, but I just really liked the way he he brought the domination to to life in his story. So that kind of inspired me to be like, what can I what can I bring? So I'm hoping that continues and and continues to bring more diverse voices in terms of what content gets made and, and more people just in the community in general willing to to talk like this i have my own selfish uh, desires but um, if i could you know have a conversation with a 
at this finish and was embarrassed to share it with her husband or her boyfriend, I would, I would be like, you know what? The way you pitch it to him is, I love you. Uh, I, I like what comes out of you. I mean, really, that, that's there is to this. And there's actually a lot of guys who really do not like it, who really will not do it for a woman. And I just, let's trade spots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, let me let me ask you. I, I this is my this is my last question. I, I've really enjoyed this this talk. I, I've learned I've learned a lot. I'm sure our 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 listeners have have learned a lot as well. What do you think we can do, or do you have any ideas of what can be done to keep growing and, and building this, or or building toward this more serious sect of the of the fart fetish community? People willing to talk and and uh, and share ideas. How do you think we can cultivate that, or do you have any ideas toward that? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things. There's what we can do within the community ourselves. And there's what kind of has to happen in society, which I don't think we should wait for that. But I do have some thoughts on that. So at an academic level, I think there needs to be a lot of studies on sexual orientation, kinks and fetishes. The more that we accept people that don't fit typical gender and, and sexual stereotypes via just our natural evolution of society, the more that we need to do to better understand it so that people can be comfortable in who they are. On the female side, I think we need to do away with the stereotype that women don't fart. I mean, people's men still say it. I, I think I've, none of my friends say it anymore, finally, but they definitely said it when we were younger. We all know it's not true. It needs to be featured more in media, so movies, TV shows, and whatnot. And it might open up more women to participate in this. Recently, I have been so thrilled with this in a jar thing that, that came up a couple of months ago. This woman made thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars selling her farts in a jar. And so she's been on interviews with Howard, uh, not Howard Stern, Howie Mandel. And I watched this interview and I just, I could not believe it. And, you know, this is, I feel bad saying this because I'm kind of stereotyping her maybe, but she was beautiful. She was intelligent and she really made everything sound so normal. And Howie and his daughter who runs this podcast absolutely loved it. She really made headlines because she got admitted to the hospital. She thought she was having a heart attack when really all she had was severe gas and that really did something to me, to be honest. I had feelings about that, but she had to give it up because of that. Apparently, she had drink a lot of protein shakes and a bunch of beans or something, but that's just hilarious and, and hot at the same time. So we need more people like her that kind of buck the stereotype about women that are into this. There's also a hashtag right now on TikTok, uh, normalized farting or normalized farts or something like that. That's really cool. I'm, I was really happy to see that. But I think there's a lot within the community that we can do as well. I've been really impressed with Twitter and Reddit, actually, to be honest. Some of the older sites, you would have some guys come in. It's usually guys that were kind of unsure about where they fit on the orientation spectrum. And they would get harassed mercilessly. I actually know a couple of straight guys who were into this, met with other guys, even made videos, and got scared away. Because everybody insisted that they had to be bisexual or gay in order to be into this. But I'm starting to see the community change. So on Twitter, very supportive community. Even on the straight side, it's a very supportive community. Reddit, there's a subreddit called r slash eproctophilia with a PH, not an F. And the conversations there are just very mundane about this, really trying to bring acceptance. And hopefully this makes people be more open. It's easier said than done, but some people show their face now. Others reveal other information about themselves. Whatever makes them feel comfortable, uh, I hope continues. There's a lot of negative stereotypes about the community. For example, many men and women have scared off of YouTube uh, due to overly sexualized comments. I, I hope that people could just enjoy the video and not write these nasty comments that scare people off because we've lost a lot of good creators uh, because of that. I think detangling the fetish from any kind of orientation because people are always evolving and they don't know where they really are on the spectrum and whatnot. I'm probably, I've been told I'm a Kinsey one, but I think a two fits better. I don't know. I just let people enjoy what they like. 
if me posting arts online makes me gay or me enjoying and watching others do it makes me gay, I'm not going to want to engage with the community at all. Some of the other fetishes also that are more extreme than this one, in my opinion, actually have conferences or meetups. So in Palm Springs, there's this, I don't remember what it's called, but it's for the, the piss fetish. They often have a lot of scat guys go to that and they have their own little sub event within that. I mean, it would be awesome if we had that kind of event as well, whether it was a standalone event or part of some other event. You know, the furries have their events and the diaper people have their events as well. There's also been a discussion, and I'll end with this, a discussion about a community website. So there used to be this site called Male Ass Whippers. Um, it was a very good site. It had videos. You know, you could see, read profiles. You could ask questions in forums and whatnot. It was a little catty. There was some drama on that site. I think we need to hopefully create a new one. And there was a guy working on one that I talk to every once in a while. And so I'll, I'll send this link. I'll say it on, on audio right now. It's, it's bit.ly slash fart site. B-I-T dot L-Y slash F-A-R-T-S-I-T-E. He's trying to collect data about whether or not we need a site, what should be on the site, what features it should have, and how to make it safe and private. We don't want to out people or embarrass them in any way. And there's various ways that we can make this safe. And it's not just about porn. It's about helping people find each other, asking questions, getting to know each other as people. And I think the idea was that this would be targeted at men at first. I hope it expands. But it's very challenging because the content of both areas are very different. And I think we touched on this before. The female porn tends to be more scripted, more produced. It tends to focus more on looks of the woman and her voice. And she may be a fake bully or a whine a lot. It's just very fake. Whereas the male content tends to be more about the butt and the farting and the attitude rather than the looks of the guy. It's a very, very different niche in that regard. So trying to combine the two communities would be very challenging. But for somebody like me who kind of is into both, I would want to have one community site that just caters to everyone. So I don't know if, you know if that's going to happen or when it will happen, but I'm really looking forward to something like that. And having this podcast is super helpful. We need more stuff like this where normal people come and talk about their interests and whatnot and their fears and what they like and, and all that kind of stuff. It's a big step in the right direction, and I, I hope to see this podcast continue and just the, the evolution of the community continue as well. Absolutely, I you know I I can't I can't thank you enough for for coming on because you've you've provided incredible insight into into yourself and the and the community both uh, both sides of it. In fact, I I'm so glad uh, that we we could uh, get together and do this. Uh, do you have anything else you wanna you wanna say before I I close this out? Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. This was actually not as nerve-wracking or awkward as I thought it was going to be. And let that be a lesson to all you listeners out there, uh, that it doesn't have to be awkward. This doesn't have to be weird or awkward or anything to be afraid of. You like what you like. I think that's a great, that's a great final message. Thank you very much, Damien. Thank you very much for coming on. <laughs>